Nate, how do you pronounce Worcestershire sauce? God damn it. <laughs> Cestershire. <laughs> I used to know how to say it Dollar. until Joe freaking Dollar. screwed me up. <laughs> he was just saying it. He goes, no, it's pronounced Worcestershire. And I go, Worcestershire. He goes, yeah. it's pronounced Worcestershire. God it's Worcester. Worcestershire. <laughs> Worcester sauce, yes. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Ah, the things we talk about. You Googled it. Worcestershire. I'm watching a YouTube video. Worcestershire. 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 The worst is yet to come. Worcestershire. My face hurts from laughing too much. Thank you for joining us once again for the Guardians <laughs> MH podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Goku, and with me tonight is my my friends Joe. Hello. Nate. Hi. Alan. Odie. And Matt. Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> Worcestershire uh, If you're joining us for the first time, Guardians MH is a 501c3 nonprofit focused on promoting mental health awareness throughout the gaming community and with being a first step in assisting individuals with gathering meaningful resources in a safe and inclusive atmosphere. Our podcast is, an, is another way to normalize talking about mental health and is a fusion between mental health topics and gaming. Now, that's how you make a transition. I, I clip that and just roll that for every Every episode we have from all that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Can we redo it then? Because I don't want my intro to be worse to see your sauce. Worse to see Well, hands for worse to see How's everybody doing? How's that? Yeah. How, how's everyone's week been? It's been a long one, but good. Uh, as I grab the scotch, why is it next to me? Right. Uh, this is a hint uh, of how the week has been. Yeah, it's not been. It, it's been a. It's been a week. But you know what? We're. It's Friday. We're all hanging out together. I think it's a good. It's a good end of the week, right here. It yeah. is. Yeah. Agreed. Also, right. it's 2020. Let's just. It, it's 2020. I'm just. I'm not surprised anymore. I have begun to chalk up all the bad things to. It's 2020. Everything will be fine in 2021. It's just 2020. You know, we used to say that in 2019, say, oh, 2020 is going to be a new decade. Things are going to yeah, be but, that better. And right. But we actually need it now. <laughs> That's the difference. I hope so. <laughs> me too. Don't you put that evil on me, Matt. What's everybody been playing? If anybody's been playing anything <laughs> this week. Oh, God. I know. What have we been into? Anybody? <laughs> I got on for a little bit at reset and played a little bit of destiny. Okay. That's about all I've had the energy for. I plan more of it, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to get as much stuff as I can done in that game before they kibosh like half the content to make room for new stuff. Yeah. Simil- we, 
we finally got on and uh, completed our Traveler's Chosen quest this week. By, nice. By trying to coordinate time to get on and actually uh, struggle through it. And we got to Mars. And it, 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 sorry, context. Anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Destiny 2 and the latest exotic quest here that, uh, that went live with the, the last couple of weeks. But yeah, the. So you didn't really go to Mars? No, we did. And then we're <laughs> through it. And next thing we know, it's like, oh, go see Zavala. And it's like, oh, here's your gun. I'm like, we're done. <laughs> yeah. And the upside of that was that was the 15th triumph that my wife needed to order her Moments of Triumph shirt. Oh, nice. Both ordered them finally. This is, uh, we uh, relied on the kindness of uh, members of our community for the last two years for her to get her shirt just because, you know, raising, raising kids and gaming, they don't always mix well together. So this was the, uh, the first one in three years now that she's legitimately earned on her own. Oh, so, good for her. Very nice. <laughs> That's awesome. It is nice when you kind of complete something, I think, especially in Destiny, because it is a grind. Oh, yeah. There there are elements of the game that are quite the grind. Mm -hmm. There is a nice sense of satisfaction. Like, okay, I finally, I'm done. I did it. I still don't, I like, I still don't have any of the badges. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. I, I only have a few of them. Oh, God. Jeez. The one I'm the closest I have on two, is... I have two seals. I have the one from last season mm-hmm. and Dredgen. I didn't have Whisper until two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had to um, recove my wife's account because she can't tighten yeet herself through the because she couldn't tighten yeet herself through the whisper mission <laughs> it was oh uh, we, yeah. we had we had some fun bringing matt through the the whisper mm-hmm. it was good it was good i it it wasn't as bad as i expected me to be <laughs> if that makes sense i'm i love destiny i'm i'm just a horrible player <laughs> What what do you mean? I'm a warlock. Okay, the best class in the game. I know, but like I just, it, it, I don't know. Need transverse of steps, guys. I need I need help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the uh, the new infant, I haven't had as much time to to play on PC, so I've been playing through my backlog on PS4. Oh, nice. I just recently finished. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered that took me back to 2007 yes wow and uh, I played through the Telltale Batman game how is that it is really good I I really like the game and I actually bought the the second one it was on sale for like five bucks Mm -hmm. yeah might as well and Telltale games are a different type of game just because you're merely just interacting with a movie and making choices. Yeah. Second game's a little bit more interactive, but it really branches out because you're building these relationships and you're kind of playing these quick time events and you don't want to screw up. But you're always questioning, what choice do I make given this situation? 
but you're still kind of taking down a, a, a linear path. Mm-hmm. And it's a, um, I'm classifying it as a, like a else world Batman story. Hmm. I don't know okay. how many people are familiar with the, the else world, uh, versions in DC, but, um, Thomas Wayne, so spoiler for, for people. I don't know who doesn't want to hear the spoilers, but Thomas Wayne was essentially a criminal mm. with uh, the mayor and Carmine Falcone, and they kind of ran the city. And it kind of just came out, and it just created a whole hoopla. Interesting. Dun, dun, dun. Plot but twist. It's, it's really good. And can you you gonna build these attachments and and certainly with Bruce and Batman that you're playing, it's a different mm. form of attachment than like the Batman Arkham game because you're playing Bruce, you're making decisions as Bruce and Batman, where within the Batman Arkham games, you're just playing Batman, not really kind of making these choices or playing with the psyche of of the character. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've played um, uh, Telltale Walking Dead. No, mm-hmm. but I I think I have to, being the Walking Dead fan that I am, I think I have to play it. Oh, I'll take Telltale Walking Dead over the Walking Dead show any day. Oh, no, no. When I say I'm a fan, I hate the show. It's strictly okay. the comic books. <laughs> I'm that snob. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I, I've heard the only the, the only Telltale game I've played so far is uh, Borderlands. <clears throat> and I loved it. And I was so pissed because they were planning on doing a second one because they leave you on a cliffhanger. And then all of a sudden Telltale's like, oh, we're shutting down. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, it. I was disappointed with kind of how telltale kind of eventually ended up just because mm-hmm. they made some really good games yeah. if you're someone that likes narrative-based games telltale games are amazing oh absolutely and i i highly recommend uh people try out the the batman one i think it came out on playstation plus a while ago if i'm not mistaken yeah I think I have it downloaded because I think they did it for free on Epic. Or maybe that was maybe a different game. Don't listen to me. Um, but yeah. Joe, what are you hey. playing? Me? I don't yeah. play I don't play video games. Come yeah. on. Lies. No. Lies and slander. Dude, um, I haven't really had too much of an opportunity uh, this past week. But when I do... Uh, I just jumped into some destiny, man. Um, I, it was like double nightfall drops last week. And Mm -hmm. uh, I saw Dylan. He kind of hyped me up a little bit with his tweet on, uh, (laughs) was tweet on, on Twitter about running nightfalls with his buddy. And he used the Kylo Ren gif going more. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, I'm going to run some nightfalls. (laughs) So that's all I did uh, last weekend when I got a chance. Uh, I got been pretty wrapped up. So yeah. um, kind of looking forward to jumping into something today or tonight and tomorrow evening. Uh, I really want to play this uh, tribute quest, this mission that they did for yeah. a uh, 
yeah. a developer that uh, passed away suddenly at Vicarious Vision, um, oh. who helped so much with uh, creating some of the iconic expansions that came out past couple of years and just a wonderful person in general. And they wanted to commemorate, uh, remember him and honor him with a mission. And I heard it's pretty good. So, and it's really nice to vicarious visions worked on and they have now committed this individual into lore. Mm. I like when games do that. And on the, uh, you know, for the bonus side, it does drop one of the, um, little bonus trinkets that you can use to get a missing exotic from either Rahul or turn into Zer. To get I him. haven't been able to get an exotic from Rahul. Were they all grayed out for you? Yeah. Okay, so that means you already got them. I was missing one of them. Oh. That that first little whatever that item is that, that you could turn in to get one. Mm-hmm. Um, but for anyone like you that, that already got it, you could turn that into Zur and get another uh, exotic from him. And it basically, it, it redeemed like a faded Angram. So at the gotcha. end of that they that they made another one of those items. So if again, if you didn't have one of the five exotics that Rahul was uh, offering, you could turn it in yet again to Zur for an exotic that might be missing from your collections. So it was kind of nice. Mm. It was it was a a great memorial for that individual and uh, you know kind of had a nice little bonus at the end of it. Yeah, they've had this, uh, they've had several of these missions in the past. Um, it's not very often, but when they do it, it's really special and you got to give props for a studio that bring, you know, immortalizes somebody who made such a uh, positive impact that, you know, they put them in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy when games do that. Um, World of Warcraft they did, did something it. similar yes. to yes, it did uh, for Robin Williams, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, they did it. Uh, he was an avid uh, World of Warcraft player, and I forget where because it's been a while since I played. Um, was he really school? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they made a uh, genie character. Oh yeah, his name. His I name. saw that. Yeah. Um, who else did it? I believe Overwatch did it too. There was um, it wasn't a developer. Actually, it was a fan. Um, that gave a lot to the community, and I believe his name or a picture of him uh is in a poster on one of the levels. I believe, but it is nice when they actually, you know, companies like that will take the time to at least just make it a nice little Easter egg or yeah. put it in the lore of a game. Indeed. Indeed. It was Indeed. nice. Indeed. That's a nice way for anyone who might have, might be grieving for whatever reason. It's a nice, it's a nice way for them all to grieve without having to go and see the person or go to a physical wake or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And for all the the turmoil that surrounded the whole vicarious visions and what was the other studio um high moon high moon right that was involved in the expansion per activision's request right as much as that was a business decision from activision it you know it's nice that bungie recognizes the other two studios that helped them out mm-hmm. yeah. all right but that's a good segue uh let's you guys want to talk about 
grief a little bit for a topic? Sure. sure. Might as well sure. do it. So it's been an interesting weekend. Um, yeah. We we lost uh, a very prominent figure in uh, our Supreme Court Justice. Um, yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away she, she this was, week. Yeah, she was an icon for human rights, for uh, civil liberties, for women. She all around an amazing person. Yep. Yeah. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna add, she's a Brooklyn girl, so just <laughs> throw, throwing that out there. She was feisty. Yeah, she didn't back down. She was good on SNL. She had a good personality <laughs> on her too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, she she was just all around a a really good person, and even if people didn't know her personally, her death, like any death, can affect us in multiple different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, I've had clients uh, ask me why they feel sad when someone they never knew died. Or people asking them, why are you sad that this person died? You didn't even know him. Even though you didn't know him, doesn't mean that you hadn't built uh, some form of a relationship with the person. Right. And and you see that a lot with celebrities, like when when Robin Williams passed away. And in my case, when George Carlin passed away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't have I didn't have a specific relationship with that person. I didn't never met them, but they, they kind of spoke to me on a level that I needed to hear at that point in time. Um, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg spoke to an entire generation of women. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, I, I, as much as she wasn't a celebrity per se, she has, well, she essentially became one. Right. And, and she's affected, affected change in so many lives that I, I've actually seen an uptick of people reaching out to me that just, they've lost hope and faith because yeah. of her passing mm. like there she meant so much to a marginalized and minimalized demographic well, those people they felt they had no one right that would stand up for them yeah yeah and she did true wow. but that's just uh, the cycle of life right there eventually everybody passes nobody's immortal so there are so many iconic other uh, people throughout history that were equally loved and everything else. And, you know, the person that makes such an impact could be your next door neighbor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause I remember when, uh, for example, mother Teresa, when mother Teresa died, yep. the impact her death had mm-hmm. yep. to bring it to even just the the gaming world. I remember I had several clients when Etika passed away. Yeah. Um, I had several, and I had several clients that were deeply affected by that. You know, Etika touched on a couple of different levels. One, he touched on just the gaming world. Um, his Smash content was amazing. I still find and watch his videos. Um, but also too he was at one he was at one point very prior to his suicide he was very open about his mental health issues 
So obviously my clients related to him on that level too. And when he passed, it was very similar. They, they lost hope. Similar to now what some people are saying with Ruth Bader uh, Ginsburg, they, they lost hope now that the, the woman that was fighting for equality and social justice is gone, who they looked up to, like, where do we go now? What do we do now? And it's sort of that, um, it's that stage of grief almost, mm-hmm. that searching or that... That initial uh, feeling of, of loss. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling lost, uh, not necessarily having solid footing or really knowing where to go. Yeah, and that's the big thing right there is people not knowing where to go or how to open up and talk to somebody. Like somebody that could mean so much to you and you keeping all of that raw emotion inside that eventually it cascades out into just raw emotion in itself where it's just crying and not being able to uh, handle, you know, uh, everything coming out at once. It, it just comes out. I, I call it almost like, like blubber. You just can't make out words. It's just letting it out. And mm-hmm. it's very hard to be able to do something like that or find somebody or a support network to talk to, to get, uh, get it out and let, let the world know what this person uh, meant to you. And to talk about your feelings, your emotions, and everything on the inside. That way they don't just come out as like a volcano. And there's a lot of support groups now, more than more than there used to be, um, that I'm starting to find. Grief is a complex thing. Because yeah. um, one... Oh, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, no, no. Uh, grief, everybody will experience it, uh, will experience it differently. You know, in general, there are five stages. Um, it's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Um, typically, though, you don't necessarily have to do all of those in order. And they, you don't even need to go through all of them. Right, exactly. And so everybody's grief and also time that they grieve too um, is different. I went to a fantastic seminar. Um, one time on grief that actually made me cry. Um, but it, it was, the speaker was just amazing in how they spoke about it and, and how to work with clients. And the one thing that she stressed to tell people is that there is no time limit. A lot of people maybe around a person will say, okay, well, it's been, you know, it's been a year. Like, all right, let's, let's move on. And that's not necessarily the way that it's supposed to work. You know, there is sometimes a gradual decrease in symptoms. And and so, yeah, no, my grief might last a year. I won't be breaking down every day, but I'll still be genuinely upset that this person is no longer in my life. And what happens as well is 2020 I know it's a kind of cliche term to use, but 2020 has beat people down kind of to the ground. People's emotional resiliency is at an all time low. Mm -hmm. And it makes it that much more salient when these big events happen. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why there are these continuous uproars and they seem to get bigger each and every time is the emotional reactions that people are having. Mm-hmm. Now that's a good point too, because I think normally when, when people think of grief, they think of loss and loss as in a person or mm-hmm. something close to them, a pet, you know, a, a mm-hmm. companion where grief doesn't need to be. It could be like the year 2020 or, you know, not making it to an event you go to every year that you look forward to, you plan that that can be a form of grief. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think it comes with like a stigma that it just means one thing. Yeah. Grief can mean a multitude of things. Right. And we're grieving the year 2020. Let's just face facts here. Yeah. None, None of us have had. None of us are enjoying 2020 to the fullest. No, this is a year that we're grieving. Yeah, especially when you bring up Worcestershire Shire sauce. <laughs> it just the, makes for that much of a, a funnier conversation. The slew of curses that want to come out of my mouth right now. Um, mm. but, but no, the... That that is a that is a misconception. Sometimes yeah. grief is not necessarily about a person. It, it it could be the loss of. It could be anything, right? Grief I, I, is the emotion I, attached to losing something you had an emotional attachment attachment to. Yeah, right. Now I was I was actually just saying in chat like my my grandfather passed away and it was. No big deal. Just, you know, the old man passed away from old age. Didn't bother me at all. And then my cat passed away and I was an absolute mm. wreck. And, yeah. right? It, it, it just, there's no rules. There's no playbook. No, there's not. It, 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 grief is one of those things. Yes, we can diagnose it. We can, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's treatment for it. Sure, sure. Yeah. That, uh, there's a textbook for it. But the individual that's in front of you, their mm-hmm. reaction, their emotions, their feelings towards it are going to be very different from the pers- from from the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've had clients come to me questioning their own mental Mm -hmm. capacities when they were at a funeral and they were okay with the person dying and they weren't crying and their family just thought, why are you not crying? Why are you not grieving the loss of this person? Yeah. Yeah. That person just came to terms with the other person's passing in a different way. Mm -hmm. You don't need to, be in a full-blown meltdown to process grief. Resiliency can can be our resiliency in certain situations can be very good. Right? You know, when we talk about grief and being resilient towards it, maybe we reach that acceptance a lot quicker. For whatever reason, we're able to rationalize it a little bit more. Um you know, Nate, I, th- I think you said it very well. You you were able to, okay, this was an older, this was an older guy who, Joe, like you said before, this nature, nature, you know, came into play here and, you know, that was it. So there's a bit more of a 
and I'm oversimplifying that, but there, there's, there was a bit more of an understanding and an acceptance and a rapid acceptance of it. Hmm. Whereas when we lose a pet and I want to go grab my cat right now, when, yeah. when we, I, when, I had my dog right behind me. <laughs> yeah. Like when, when we lose a pet, you know, I think there's that feeling and I know I have it. I know my wife has it. like, Oh, they'll be with us forever. Right. I, I, there is sort of that like feeling like, Oh, okay. No, we got, we got, we're good. They're ours now. And unfortunately yeah. that's not and how it works. African gray or a, 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 a tortoise. Chances are you're going to outlive your pets. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or a, par- a Quaker parrot will outlive me for gosh sakes. Most things like yeah. live forever. Yeah. And one thing that happens is when we look at grief, when we think about death, the human race is pretty much the only species that is cognizant of their own mortality. A zebra doesn't go around thinking, oh, I may die today. It's thinking, I am hungry. I will eat this piece of grass. Whereas humans are aware that essentially everything can kill us. We're sure when that's rather fragile and squishy. Riverside, hmm. They're thinking different. <laughs> <laughs> but this creates this form of anxiety of within that own mortality, but we also mourn differently because we have this cognitive process that we can start the grieving process kind of before it happens. Cause we know when someone's going to die. Mm. Yeah. 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 The brain is a wonderful and complicated thing all wrapped up into one giant enigma. I you know, love it. Somebody, uh, this has come up. This has been actually questioned to me personally uh, several times, not just once, but at least four to five times in the last year. Coming and asking if we know of any support groups within the gaming community for gamers that have lost a loved one. They don't, it doesn't exist. That's right. That I know of, which is, I think, a, uh, would be a, gr- a good opportunity because the gaming community is just, it's such so ever growing that why isn't there a support, you know, network for, for grieving gamers? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, I agree. There, there should I, be. I mean, this too. is a different topic, but that I, I, it, it popped in my head that uh, this has been questioned several times and uh, I just wanted to bring it here to get your guys' feedback as well on this. Like this is definitely a missed opportunity to help support people within the gaming community that have lost loved ones that they're like, there's, there's a uh, uh, grief uh, support networks for veterans, uh, veteran spouses, families um, for uh, firefighters, for the, you know, citizens, there's none for gamers and gamers deal with it just as much too, but this is their safe space. This is their, their, the place that they go that they're using as a tool to cope with that loss by playing with, with friends and having this social interaction rather than going to sit in a, you know, in a, in a room and talk to people about it. This is, this is how they do it. Yeah. Yeah, No, I mean, I know of a, a 
specific case with, um, you know, I've, I've been a, a longtime fan and follower of Dr. Lupo. And there was a specific gentleman that got carried through and got his first uh, trials lighthouse uh, that passed away. And I think I remember this. Yeah. yeah was, I remember that. Yeah. A lot of hearing about it. Doubt. And that was one of the, he was terminal at the time that that happened. And that was one of the things that he, he, he kind of, yeah. Was that one of the gentlemen, uh, the gentleman where we got, there was like a hundred people in the tower at once for a giant group, group photo. It was like everybody you could possibly, you, they maxed out the tower at one point where they just took a giant group photo with the person. And then they mixed that into a video uh, highlighting the person as they played. I can't remember. I think that might've been, yeah. And it was just one of those, you know, you got one, one last, like, you know, your time's limited and you want to enjoy it while you're there. And, you know, Dr. Yeah. Happen and yeah. you know, people reached out after he passed away and said, you know, this this is one of the things that he's literally on his on in his dying breath was like, thank you know, thank this guy for at least letting me enjoy my my last days. So mm-hmm. because people can have an impact long after they're gone, the way we carry ourselves. Got, leaves a mark and we kind of need to understand what we want that mark to be. But sometimes people don't understand how large their marks can, can be, can be felt. So we think about RBJ and how her passing, how much of an impact she had on generations of people Uh, because of 2020 there's Chadwick Boseman. His passing kind of shook the world, but he left such a, a lasting impact on a generation of young African Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his was so sudden too, right? Because well, nobody knew that anything was wrong with him. Right. It wasn't sudden if anyone that knew him, right, just kind of rolled with the punches. He knew he knew his he he, he knew his days were numbered, and he made the most of it. And he didn't ask for pity. He didn't ask for sympathy. He just said, this is, this is what I got. These are my odds. And I'm going to make the most of every day that I have. And it's arguably one of the, you know, Marvel heroes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the more I think about that sort of uh, specific request or, you know, searching for that specific sort of, uh, support group, it, it, it does make a lot of sense, you know, especially if your partner played video games with you, you know, and I'm not trying to make a joke, but that's literally your player too. Yeah. Right. That's the one who sits with you and plays these games with you and is up with you kind of grinding or getting to this point. Um, so there is a void. It leaves a huge void. Yeah, the person's going to the midnight release with you at GameStop. Uh, right, you right. Know, going to the conventions and meeting these people and like, oh, man, I met Dr. Lupo. Oh, my right. God. Oh, my God. You know, and sharing that that bond together and then yeah. not having that anymore. Yeah. yeah. I see the- memes about it all the time about like last logged in 600 days ago or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Right. 
To the point that mo- one of my baby announcements was player three has entered the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Hey, my, my, my second born had, well, me and my firstborn, we had a picture with player one, player two, and now we have little onesie for player three. <laughs> <laughs> Is it yeah. player three or like the option button? You know what I mean? Like, you're like selector. <laughs> Like, I, what other buttons uh, are there? Mario, Main Luigi, menu. and a unplugged controller. Yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah, I just stopped it. when I had a full raid team. So unplugged controller. <laughs> I stopped when I had a full raid team. That's great. <laughs> I, I mean, at this point, I think I want to put on my tombstone. You know, here lies Nate Beaver Air. <laughs> <laughs> Weasel. <laughs> Average Joe Weasel, Weasel. code. <laughs> I can't. Man. No. Oh. You know, so but something like that does make sense to have. Um right. I think in the interim though, for those who are kind of going through a grief process, you know, take a look around within your area, look at the NAMI mm-hmm. website. Um, there are support groups for mm-hmm. Uh, grief and loss they're abundant surprisingly um don't be afraid to reach out yeah no uh because you don't again you don't have to do it alone you can go through these stages and in all honesty if you are going through these stages it is good to have somebody to sort of go through it with you in a sense right help you organize it it's a hard conversation to have with somebody too. It is. So. It is. And so surprisingly enough, it you know, sometimes just talking with your friends and you'll have that conversation and someone will go like, you know, the conversation itself was uncomfortable, but after the fact, they'll pull you aside and go, you know what? I, I, I went through a similar thing and yeah. you have a, you have a sidebar and you've, mm-hmm. you've now touched someone that was not comfortable with reaching, you know, with, with, with talking about, their specific trauma, and now you're brothers in arms over a little mm-hmm. bit of grief. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and one, one thing I can say is 2020 can go F itself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to need to be a part of yeah, a 2020 support group. We're, we're really picking on 2020 tonight. That it deserves it. Shire sauce. It, it we deserves had such it. high hopes for 2020. <laughs> Yeah, until we February. Much. <laughs> I don't know. I had a really good February. <laughs> yeah, well, so did I. <laughs> but you know, basically things the, happened. <laughs> the way the way that I the way that I outlined 2020, everything was good until after PAX. After yes. PAX East is when crap hit the fan. <laughs> yeah, but PAX East brought you us, like, or us you. Oh. You know. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Hey, our friends at Destiny Down Under just rated us with sixty-five, the most amazing individuals ever. Whoa! <laughs> How we, are you doing tonight? We better ah. everyone. We better lighten up this conversation real fast. Ah. <laughs> Let's go into some gaming news. How about that? But sure. how about that? Before we do, so uh, hap- b- before we what? do, let's uh, let's as a group. Uh, 
dive into trying to create this resource for people for grieving gamers. Um, we definitely know some peers from other organizations that could help us outline this. And if you guys are all comfortable, maybe, uh, put a little, little Tweety bird in uh, a certain, uh, Mr. Bean's ear and, uh, (laughs) see, see if we could put something together for that, because this is, there are things in the works. So, yeah, absolutely. Gaming. Gaming. We talk about gaming? We did. We we became best friends with about 15 people just now. Um, and <laughs> then we talk about video games and yeah. stuff. And a lot of stuff happened. Like people going absolutely like bonkers trying to button mash buy, you know, check out. Oh, the, uh-huh. the pre-order debacles. Oh my god. Yeah. Trying to beat Skynet? Yeah. Yeah. And Nvidia? I, I Sony? And Microsoft. My advice, never no one had it right. It. No one had it right. And of course, there were scalpers selling these PS5s, Xbox Series X, and uh, RTX cards at astronomical prices. Well, yeah, uh, there was an example of like one like hitting over like five grand. What was, what was funny about the whole thing was PlayStation actually got it the most right accidentally because they only had so many available <laughs> no because the the everything on their site went live at australia time <laughs> oh, oh you're kidding me oh uh-huh. we're able to a lot of people were able to get in before the bots got in because the bots were programmed to go live at whatever it was 8 a.m that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> People were a lot of people were able to get their PS5s uh, before the bots did, and then yeah, once once it hit that deadline, the bots got in and took everything. But it was it was kind of an accidental bonus because they they went like that. Yep. It, I actually scored a pre order for a PS5, and I, I was just hounding every single site that I could. Ended up on Walmart of all of places. Yeah. And wanted to get the digital, and that was just sold out. And I just so happened to be able to get one of the, the disc based versions of the PS5. Yeah. It's, it, awesome. it's ridiculous. Kind of. I just read I just read what you put in chat, Alan. You saw a bid for an 885K for the NVIDIA. Uh huh. It was from another Discord. No, server. it was Holy. on eBay for the RTX cards, and it was. They were like, uh, when they had seen it, it was over like sixty k. And then when I looked at it, I'm like, it's over eighty k. So there, there are a lot of people out there right now, le- legitimately trolling the bots. Yeah, bots bidding bidding up these ridiculous prices so that they can't sell. Right, they're gonna bid them bid them out of any range that anyone could ever possibly pay, and then they just don't pay. Yeah, this, the end- this is the fight back against the machine. It's up to almost eighty eight thousand dollars Canadian now. Yeah. Wow. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. And this is just the general's popul- general populace fighting back against the machine. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's already uh that's pretty rad. It, it's something, yeah. but uh, and with uh, Microsoft, the whole naming debacle. I don't know if everyone kind of followed that. 
Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Amazon. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. So, so many- Amazon Ab- Xbox One X went up 700% <laughs> on <What>? the launch date. <laughs> because people <laughs> X and they were actually buying an Xbox One X. Oh my god, that everybody is... got that initial email. It was like, oh my god, my new Xbox is coming in two days. <laughs> no, no, you're getting <laughs> not the Series X, my friend. Ooh. Did they notice the difference in price? Nope. M- well, no, because it's the same price. Is it really? Yeah. It's oh, the same price. Oh my god. Yeah. The, the one X is the same price as the Series S. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft did not learn from Nintendo because Nintendo had this debacle with the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. No one bought the Wii U because eh, it's an add-on to the Wii. Generally, the the boomer parents is uh, we're not going to buy the new console, or they're buying the Xbox One X. Wait, and you- versus the Series X because oh, this one's cheaper. Even you'll like the cheaper version. It'll be just fine. You're going to leave it at the Wii U, not the 3DS, 3DS Plus, uh, S, whatever. Like Sell. Conventions were all over the gosh darn place. <laughs> don't you dare take, don't you dare yell at Nintendo and their 3DS. It's the greatest system. 3DS was fine, but once you started. The naming structure is bad. They're allowed to make mistakes. <laughs> What did- one thing, and I will harp on Sony for things it didn't do right, but they got the naming structure down. Mm. PS1, 2, 3, 4, 5. It's easy. Oh my <laughs> yeah. Microsoft's naming structure yeah. is convoluted as, as all hell. <laughs> yeah. That's Microsoft for you. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm the Xbox wonk of the group, and I'll I'll cop to that yeah but the xbox xbox 360 should next one should have been the 720 then the 960 and then the tony hawk edition and (laughs) (laughs) yes and then they went with buying that by the way the the one the one x and then the one s and the series x and series s and people are like what the hell Did you ever see the video of the guy who did like the similar thing, but with the Star Wars titles? <laughs> like it literally, wow. I know this is. They, they renamed them? Oh, no. Is this the TikTok one? That, it's the TikTok it's one the TikTok where it's one? literally like, <laughs> I knew this it. movie should have been named this. But right. Really, when he attacked this, it was the attack of the Phantom Menace, which was this with the New Hope. And, and it went down through the. the down. The chain of all the, the uh, titles, all the movies, yeah. it's like it, it makes just, sense. I let it play again and just digested it, and it's like, wow, were was was Lucas Studios just trolling everybody since like 1978? Because <laughs> that's how this feels. I feel betrayed. <laughs> that's my derail. Thank you. I, I, <laughs> we need at least one. I, yeah, just, I mean, like Worcestershire. I, mean. I hold. <laughs> I am just so happy that Joe is on TikTok. Joe, have you seen <laughs> um, 
did you get on Animal Crossing TikTok yet? Where everybody no! kind of shows off their um, no! their villages and their God. their stuff. Have you gotten on Damn that TikTok it. yet? It's good. No. Is it? Is it? It's, wor- it's, it's yeah. worth it. Just I would just type in hashtag Animal Crossing and you will get to what you say- love. I told Joe earlier, should we mention the fall update for Animal Crossing? And he, <laughs> he just glared at me. <laughs> there was a full update, by the way, as far as gaming new goes. There was a full update for Animal Crossing. Yeah, you can find spooky stuff. There you go. That was that was not. Oh the, God, that was not the best shoehorn there. I mean, no, we, it was bad. You, it was oh, really bad. Don't judge him. He tried. But, but we got. We, got, got we made it in. Listen, I got scared. We were getting towards like the end of the podcast, and it, I, I didn't see another opportunity. So I just, you know, I dove in. I appreciate you and the <laughs> effort that you put into that. That so, was um, that was Joe's way of saying I effing I'm hate you. <laughs> so Nate, being the uh, the the Microsoft fanboy, what do you think of the fact that their new uh, expandable memory drives are going to cost like two hundred dollars? Ooh, I mean, is is anyone legitimately surprised about this? This this no. one where the money was going to be made with this both Xbox and PlayStation. Yes. The memory proprietary. As soon as I heard the word proprietary, I went there's that's that's gonna be causing a fortune. Yeah. Yeah. Sony's doing the same thing too. And here's the thing. That's if you want to have instant on gameplay from your external drive right you can still do like i currently have an external usb 3 drive on the back of my xbox so it's it's easier like you used to do it with the playstation too like yeah well you can do it like on pc where you have your main drive and your 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 backup drive where you're just putting all of your uh, unused games on that bigger drive and the games that you're actually playing on your main drive, on your main SSD. Right. And I mean, and that's how I currently manage it. I'm happy that the Series X and the PS5 decided to release with a, a respectable amount of hard drive space. The, I, my one gripe with the Series S that came out was that 500, that, that you know, the half gig. I'm going. Get half gig in, for an all digital console is that that's insulting, right? That certainly th- if they're going to be doing 4K or they're saying 8K, so they're doing 4K textures, which is yeah, but aren't they pretty much huge? Like, that's aren't they aiming at people just streaming everything, like that's the new go to for everything. Like, why well, save it to your high hard drive when you can just save it in the cloud, right? Mm-hmm. You still got to, and that's the thing, is you're, you're going to load a next-gen game. So in our case, Destiny 2. Destiny 2 on next-gen is going to have 4K textures, and it's going to have 60 frames per second. They're not going to make a Destiny 2 Xbox Series S 2K edition. So all of those textures, while they won't display in 4K, are still going to be sitting on your hard drive. And the and the Series S can only display them in 2K. But speaking of that, uh, Bungie released today or this week that they're retooling Destiny 2. So you would need to delete Destiny 2 off of your system and re-download it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're saving about 30% of the hard drive space because oh. it's retooling <laughs> the entire file format. Nice. You're going to you're going to see me get angry here. So, yeah, we lost 30% of the file size and we also lost 30% of the games and the three planets that are being vaulted. <laughs> so, I don't know how much of that is yeah, we restructured the game. No, I, I I understand what they did, and they they're mm-hmm. getting rid of a lot of deprecated assets, and they moved the um, a lot of the engine assets over to the physics engine. It's it, it's mathematical wizardry, but mm-hmm. yeah, they they brought it down from a 121 gig install size to depending on the version, you get 50 to 70 gig install size, but they took away three complete planets and three complete sets of who remembers when hard drives were under a gig i do (laughs) i I remember when i probably discs i had a 500 meg hard drive that was the size of most people's toaster ovens nice yeah my first computer uh, had 808 megabytes i could have one game it ran Windows 98, and it had one game on it. Was it a good game? <laughs> that was Diablo. But yeah, it's a great game. So back to the, the, the storage thing. Yeah, So yeah, you can, you can get an external drive, and just you're going to have to do some juggling with your, with your most played game to get it on the internal SSD. Um, or you're going to, if if it's that big of a concern, you you're going to shell out the two hundred bucks. But mm-hmm. that, that's how we got these consoles into a in, into a, um, a to a point where we could afford them. Right. They're taking losses on these. I am anyone that knows anything about hardware and, and manufacturing of these consoles knows that you are not going to build a five hundred dollar PC that is going to match what these consoles are capable of doing for $500. Yeah. Cause one thing you, you can see with, uh, with PCs is you could have two or three hard drives that are NVMe drives, but most people don't. You buy one decently sized NVMe drive and then a regular spinning platter hard drive to, to store everything. Cause it's cheap. Yep, and and you move it around. You're like, hey, I'm going to play Game X this month. I'm going to swap it over to my NVMe, and I'll play it. So, yeah, and again, I look at the Series S, and I it, it again, I'm the Xbox wonk here. That's kind of insulting that you would put a half a gig. That that's essentially and, and Sony's doing eight hundred and something. Yeah, and. Oof. Five five hundred meg is essentially three games. Eight hundred meg is now four, maybe five. I mean, I'm used to that on my PS4. I I only kept two or three games installed at any one time. So yeah. So is that, that is that one gig total for the entire unit, or is that one gig like SSD, and then there's a terabyte like HDD? No. So it it's eight hundred and fifty some odd uh, gigs of their proprietary SSD for Sony. I know that they're doing something wonky with, with their SSD. No. They're 
I was talking about uh, Xboxes because they're only doing one gig. Is that just one gig uh, of one, like one terabyte? Oh, all right, they're doing a terabyte. Yeah, yeah one, one terabyte as one tear on the uh, Series X, half tear on the Series S, and. What I haven't seen from either one of those is how much of that is allocated towards the onboard operating system. Like, is that just dedicated for games and the OSs are built into another section of RAM or ROM or so they, it could potentially be even smaller. Cause one thing between the consoles is the series S and the series X because the S is a pared down version of the X. Whereas the PS five has two versions. So you have the disked and the non disked, but they're essentially the same console. Right. And this so, is, this is something I will give PlayStation a, a, a ton of credit for um, releasing the digital only version for right in between the series X series S price that was a very smart move. And they're doing, again, they're doing it in a loss. That I'm sure that Blu-ray drive that they're getting, or whatever that, the drive that they're putting in the... Yeah, the 4K, 4K Blu-ray drive. I'm sure that at that volume, they're not paying 100 bucks for it. So they're, hmm. they're going to take a hit by taking the drive out so that it guarantees you buying games from their ecosystem, from their marketplace, and that's where they're going to get their cut from. Absolutely. That seems to be where the majority of uh, these companies are getting getting their uh, getting their money back. Because they you got to think just like the cable companies where all these cord cutters stop buying cable, but now all jump to streaming service. Well, what's on? And they cost you more now? than cable. Now all the streaming services they all jumped on the bandwagon too. You know, got smart and like, well, if this is where our customer base is going. This is where we need to be. And now a little bit of fluctuation on the percentage and boom, there you go. They made up their money plus some. And Microsoft made a huge move this week acquiring Bethesda. Yes. Mm. That was what? (laughs) That was a surprise. I did not expect that. That's a big studio. Well, it's yeah, because it's it's fallout. It's uh, Skyrim. It's Elder Scrolls. It's those aren't big games, though. Like you know, maybe at one point in time in like the late nineties. Now it's not much. I mean, it's Doom. I mean, we all remember seventy six. So I, yeah, we don't count seventy six. No, that actually got good. I heard that it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. But I love, even though people ripped on seventy six. This is a little side tangent again. Um, at PAX East, the cosplay was so loved for seventy six. Mm-hmm. The people that were there that love Fallout, that cosplayed as Fallout, love seventy six, and that's all that matters. The right. fan base that that loves your thing weren't really complaining too hard about it. They still love it for what and, it is. And that is what Xbox just, that's what Microsoft just got is yep. that fan base. Cause the fan base for all of those games is massive. Yeah. I was yeah, well, being sarcastic. Skyrim is yeah. a huge, oh, 
Yeah, Skyrim just Online. Think about about Doom. How yeah. big Doom has been in these past years. It's been ridiculous. And, and speaking of massive, how much did they have to pay f- to to acquire? What was it? Zenimax is the parent company. Was it mm-hmm. Seven point something billion. Seven seven point five. Shh. How is that even? <laughs> now that's walking around money. Well, <laughs> what I find when oh, you're Microsoft, <laughs> yeah. What I find hilarious about the whole thing was I, I there was uh, either a Paul Tassi or a, a, a article about Microsoft Schreier, Schreier, right? Uh, about Microsoft trying to reacquire Bungie, and the price wasn't high enough. And then you hear about them buying Zenimax, which is the parent company for Bethesda and four other studios at seven point five billion. What was Bungie asking? You know what? <laughs> Even if they they came from that, they were in that that they played on that team before, and yeah. to go back to it and just going independent and everything, I would set that thing so damn high that if they paid it the janitor would be able to retire, you know, yeah. in Maui, you know. I'm just curious what that number is. If $7.5 billion wasn't enough to acquire one studio. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure, uh, you know, who is it? it Microsoft Peter? may have been kind of limiting the amount that they were offering Bungie because they were just that one independent studio. So are they just going to fall down in the cracks or in file with like what Vicarious Vision and High Moon is for, for Activision, just like another another studio, all kind of working together on various projects, or are they going to be like, yeah, we're they're own. saying that they're going to be doing still cross platform. They're just going to yeah. be getting the Microsoft cut. I mean, what is what is that? I don't even know what that's going to mean for them. So we'll see what's going on. Like, you, we'll definitely have a better idea of what what to expect and what comes from this partnership and, you know, uh, purchase. Wasn't, uh, wasn't Bethesda working on a PlayStation exclusive game as well? Yes. And that was, that actually has come out that, uh, when the Phil Spencer was, was interviewed specifically about those, uh, PlayStation exclusives that were in the work and they're absolutely 100% honoring that ex- ex- exclusivity. Hmm. <laughs> I'm go ahead. No, I'm just surprised that they're doing that. Same, but you know what? I'm probably going to end up buying an Xbox just to play uh, Center of Sacrifice 2, Hellblade 2. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm playing on PC. (laughs) That's on existing contracts. That doesn't say anything about the future. Mm. True. I know Roderick's going to be getting that new xbox too so i i know i'm gonna hear from him going oh you should have got an xbox joe he's the reason why i bought this xbox that's sitting over here on the floor and i only use the controller to play you know with him and everybody else on, <laughs> on pc between the um i the, love my friends <laughs> between the existing hundred plus games that uh, xbox game pass is offering and them uh what is it in a month or so, everything from the EA Play Store mm-hmm. that they're bringing into, and they're just giving away with Game Pass, mm-hmm. and now the acquisition of Zenimax, Bethesda, 
and all and of those them. are all going to be on Game Pass for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I, you, you see where Microsoft is going, and they're they're really, 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 really pushing this all access um, model where you can finance and you know, for the audio listeners, finger quotes, you can finance a Series X, a Series S with Game Pass Ultimate for PC and Xbox for 25 bucks a month or a Series X for 35 bucks a month. They're making it real easy. They're 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 giving you the crack for free. They're <laughs> essentially they are. I don't know if I'd use that analogy, you know. <laughs> oh my god. there is like, yeah, that's that's exactly what they're doing. But it's anyone else see Anyone else see Joe go into his notepad and be like, okay, cut that. <laughs> Mark. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that is the business model now. It is. Give Get it to you. Tied into the recurring fee, you know, architecture. And to be fair, they're doing it very fairly. They're not, they're not raking you over the coals to do it. They're making it very, very enticing to get into that ecosystem that, you know, 15 bucks a month, 25 bucks a month, 35 bucks a month. That's, that's not absurd. No, it's not. They are, they they are enticing. Um, I didn't know about that. And already my head's like, Hmm, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Well, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me lay it out to you. If you do the math. Oh God. Game pass ultimate costs you 15 bucks a month. If you do this. So a series S will cost you 10 bucks a month for two years. Yeah, well, forty dollars. You know, what's what's the retail on that? Two ninety three ni- three. Bye. So if you do brain no do brain no do math. Brain no do math at this time of night. Uh, Does anybody else see the steam coming out of my uh, head? So <laughs> Series S is two hundred and forty dollars. A Series X is four hundred and eighty dollars, as opposed to two ninety nine and four ninety nine. If you finance it through their program that gets you on two years of right crack. Put it, put it right here in my arm right now. <laughs> right. That's not crack. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I thought, I, I, I thought our conversation, I thought our mental health topic was grief, not addiction. <laughs> oh, I, I have a form of grief right now. Let me, I can prepare for an addiction one. Just give me like 10 minutes. <laughs> My soul has left my body. What, what, what happened? <laughs> we derailed, Hello, Joe. Rick. All right. Well, we derailed. On, hold on. on that note, I think we might wrap that up. <laughs> yeah. But, well, no, let's. Here. Here's, here's the greatest segue Animal Crossing. No, not Animal <laughs> Just with everything that I've mentioned about Xbox. We haven't even talked about the fact that the, with that whole subscription service, they're offering the xCloud stre- streaming service. This is an ancillary way to play games on your phone. And speaking of ancillary ways to play on your phone, Amazon decided that they wanted to get into the streaming game a la Stadia and announced their new cloud gaming service of Luna. Once one person does it, everyone jumps on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Now. I will admittedly say I was a, a, a Stadia adopter and it was as far as 
streaming video game services is concerned, and I've played xCloud, I was part of the alpha, part of the beta now, and I've done the NVIDIA thing. It is by far and away, if you have a good connection, yeah. best the best iteration of streaming games to your devices. Their business model was absolutely screwy. And that's they should have made a subscription. Yes. Well, yes. But Luna has decided to try to say, let's let's see if that subscription model works. So they're offering the same kind of the same kind of ordeal, um, where they give you a cloud gaming service and a cloud gaming controller, and you pay a monthly fee and are subscribed to specific channels for uh, I, I want to say Ubisoft is their their top channel right now. Ubisoft's so, everywhere. Yeah, Ubisoft's everywhere. So I, I'm curious to see. I, I I'm kind of burned on clown gaming at this point. Um, again, as a as a, a steady adopter, cloud gaming is a great ancillary service. It is not a primary gaming service. So because I, I know with with Sony, their PlayStation Now way of doing it is you get your subscription, but you download the game to your console. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, no, they actually offer their entire library, but you can only stream it to a PC. They don't actually have a mobile platform for it yet. I, I looked yeah, at- they don't have the mobile, but if you're using it on like a PlayStation, you just download the game to your PS4 as it is now, rather than streaming it from a server. Correct. And you better be in the same house as your console at that point. Because if anyone that I know that has, uh, you know, your standard residential internet providers, your out, your upload speeds are absolutely garbo. If Mm -hmm. you're, uh, you know, a half gig down, you're, you're only getting 20, 20 meg up. And that's going to absolutely kill you. But, yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing, and again, streaming to phones it's a great ancillary. Like I want to play my games primarily on my Xbox at home, but you know, oh, I'm at work. It's uh, you know Tuesday at at seven a.m. Reset hasn't hit yet, and I forgot to hit Zur. I can pop open my phone, fire up my XCloud app, log into. Destiny 2, fly over to Nessus and go buy my Faded Ingram from Xur. I'm not going to be doing any PvP on it. I mean... Or raiding. You know what? Raiding's actually not out of the question. It's anything where very low latency is going to bank or break you. That's out of the question. But you know, You're not going to be playing a fighting game. Right. Right. Yeah, anything where latency is going to be an issue is is out of the question. But yeah, like a raid, you, you can do a raid. Yeah, an extra ten milliseconds ain't going to kill you, and you can literally be sitting in your car on your lunch break running a strike. So, it's a great ancillary service. It's not a primary service. And you know, Amazon, I wish you luck. I hope I hope that maybe you can prove that a subscription model that gives you games as opposed to Stadia that said, we'll give you the service for free. You just got to buy the games. Right. I don't, I don't. Cause I think people were wary with Stadia and buying the games because 
Google's been known to just shut Correct. down services. And if you buy something like from the Microsoft store or the, the, P, the PlayStation Network store, you know that's going to kind of follow you on your account. Assuming the man maintains the servers on the back. Yeah. But with Google, they've been known to just scrap things so much is I buy the game and then it's poof, gone. Right. But, and again, we're, we're just, we're doing calculations here. So, okay, say I get Amazon's gaming service and it's what, five, it's five, I think it's five bucks a month or 10 bucks a month, but you don't have games. Yeah. Right. So after a year, that's 120 bucks, right? Stadia, if you don't want 4K60, if you're fine with 1080-30 or 1080-60, you don't have to pay for the service. You just have to buy the game. Right? At what mm-hmm. point does that balance out? Is, uh, I'm half tempted. I canceled my Stadia, Stadia Pro subscription. I'm still half tempted to go and buy Destiny 2 on it for those few times that I need to pop in real quick and play Trials cheater-free at 4K60 or, well, 1080-60. Right, it's the business models are weird. Streaming as a as a platform is again from someone that's that's played them all. I don't know that it's ever going to be a primary service. It's going to yeah. take some time, but it's eventually going to get there. It's going to take some big changes in infrastructure. You know, where one gig. Main thing is internet infrastructure. Yeah, one gig up and down is going to be absolutely 100% necessary. Yeah, and you only really get that through fiber. Right. right. And I, I, I'm counting myself lucky that I live somewhere where I can get fiber. Right. And, and, and it's and great. There's innovations with the 5G, 5G networks that are, that are pushing that, you know, 800, 800 meg up and down. So... But yeah, once you once you get wide widespread high bandwidth, low latency internet connections, then maybe 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 streaming video games as a primary platform becomes viable. But yeah, we're not we're not there yet. So because movie streaming was not a thing before the the internet streams or the the internet caps came up because you couldn't do. F- 4K HDR with Atmos at uh, the connections that you had. It, it just didn't pass the bit rate. Now, here's what's funny is we've had the capability and we've been throttled. Let's, let's make no bones about that. We've, we've had the capability to do this. We've just been throttled for a while. It's a matter of, you know, how do you, how do you package it and make it, 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 we're, we're talking cost margins at this point because one, one gig fiber is going out to the middle of Nebraska. I'm sure that's not cost effective. I'm in the middle of Los Angeles. There is no reason they can't justify one gig fiber door to door out here. So, yeah, because yeah, yeah. for us here, it's uh, we have three essentially big corporations and they kind of control everything. So, Bell, Rogers, Telus, and uh, they essentially jack up prices. And I'm sure it's pretty much the same thing in the U.S. where you have like one or two choices. Yeah, we've got we've got basically um, spectrum 
DirecTV and who was the Com- one? Comcast. Comcast, yeah. And then same thing with your cell providers. You've you know Sprint and T-Mobile just merged, so you've got Sprint Mobile, Verizon, and AT and T. So when I want bad, so, bad, and still bad, <sighs> right? So whatever innovation they make with their five G networks, five G, five G could be a game changer. That that's that's coverage uh, that doesn't require a whole lot of inf- infrastructure rollout. But then for the rest of us that like hardwired connections, you know, we're we're reliant on Spectrum, Cox, and DirecTV. Comcrap. Comcrap, yeah. <laughs> so, Joe, is that enough derailing for you? Sorry. Just, I don't know if it's just the time. Sorry, <laughs> he said something else. No, no, but you we're going to roll. Right. Okay, okay. Have have, <laughs> have have we have we crossed enough animals yet? Uh, <laughs> yes we have see matt before before you ham-fisted that animal crossing reference into there i was gonna say when you know when luna drops are they gonna offer us a you know live a free stream for animal crossing but you know <laughs> sorry yeah the, jump the gun i jumped the gun i apologize next week we will coordinate our uh our our uh our plan of attack I'm going to get all of you uh, and Crossing <laughs> themed Christmas uh, gifts, just so you know. We will coordinate our derailing. <laughs> yes. Well, speaking of that, too, um, we'll, we will coordinate something later this week. Uh, we might be a little too angsty to save it for next time, but Nate was gracious enough to get everybody uh, gifts, and we want to wait until we all have it so we could open it up and share our reaction with Nate, but also with everybody else as well. So we'll do a special. Yeah, it takes stream. a while to get the, the packages here through moose. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The geese aren't flying North yet. So oh, the geese are, are kind of problematic at times. <laughs> you, you're going to have to watch out for them because Canadian geese are mm, trying to want to mix with Canadian geese. <laughs> I've, I've been bit by it by a, a Canadian goose before right in the back of my calf in college. They hurt, don't they? It, dude. Yeah. <laughs> People laugh, but I remember uh, one time in my college days, it was, uh, you know how I pretty much derailed you guys with uh, mispronouncing Wushushushire yeah. all night. Yeah. It was similar. It was one of those like moments where I go, what's the plural of goose gooses. Is Jeez. it gooses? It wasn't. It was funnier than. I would have to. T- I would have to tell you the whole story. I was gonna say, was the whoosh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh-sh
bit me right on the back of the calf. And for something that doesn't really have to, he broke the skin and I got to class and this professor, I'll never forget him because he was a unique individual where he would lock his door. And I would remind him that I'm paying for his class. So that door stays unlocked. But I got there and I pounded on that door and he opened it. He goes, you're late. You'll have to come back. I go, listen, dude, I am bleeding down my leg. I am coming to this class and you better get out of the way. I'm sitting down because I need to clean this up. And he, what the hell happened to you? I go, the freaking goose just bit me. First for everything. It, there was a there, lot. There are places that was, that was, in Canada where an angry goose will just set up shop in front of a door and people will go to the side exits to <laughs> not kind of obfuscate this goose. Because <laughs> they are mean little bastards. Yeah, they are. And just want I to remember Kentucky. I remember years ago. Um, when my, my home uh, golf course there, we always had goose there and um, I hit a shot. It, it, I just missed, missed shot and landed in this group of geese. And I knew that this is bad. <laughs> so I went with my club kind of slowly going to hopefully get to my ball and like two geese just Rared around, looked at me, flapped their wings, and just chased me halfway through uh, the second hole of the golf course. Oh man, old memories. I think I think that's going to be on that note. <laughs> yes, don't mess with Canadian geese. No, don't Note mess. it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I think that's us for uh, tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody who came out and is chilling with us tonight on our live stream. Uh, we yeah. love having you here, and we love just this was a fun night. It was a really, really cool mm. conversation, especially uh-huh. the Worcestershire and Gooses. Um, <laughs> and Moose, not a and uh, Gardens MH podcast if we don't derail. True. You're right. It's true. It's true. But uh, you can catch more of us uh, on all of your favorite podcast apps, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, all those sources. You can find a link to our new verified Discord server uh, at the nice green check mark now. So, you know, that's freaking amazing and awesome. So come by, check our our verified Discord server. You can find that uh, link pinned to our Twitter account and also on our website, which is guardiansmh.org. And if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to us at support at guardiansmh.org or hit us up in the Discord or on Twitter. All of us respond pretty quickly and we're official. Yep. We are absolutely. We're official, and we got some great things in the works with some wonderful organizations. We'll be uh, keeping everybody posted on that very shortly. And as always, have a wonderful night. Thank you. Take care. Wear your mask. Wear and stay mask. home if you can. Wear your mask. <laughs> Don't mess with gooses. What's your shirt? Sure, sure, sure.